everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Mm. <sighs> that's that's it. <laughs> that's how you're opening I, this. I, I was trying to ask, uh, I, I was thinking of a joke where I was going to, you know, just like repeat what you said. Like I was learning to speak for the first time, but you know, I decided not to. <laughs> thrilling that was a thrilling opening (laughs) to the show this is a horror movie podcast every week we talk about horror movies we get together and we talk about a film we watched uh for this episode we watched a film called depraved uh a 2019 film which we're catching up on uh larry fessenden is the director and writer and producer and editor uh one of those uh sort of you know auteur you know you know this is my movie i'm doing everything um it was weird is i actually know him as like an extra from like several other movies he's one of those guys that okay. obviously gets on with a lot of, of other indie filmmakers because he pops up in a lot of things and like cameo roles yeah the, that's one of the things uh i was interested in uh about this movie because i i couldn't tell you what i know him from i just know i've heard that name and i think he does run like in a lot of circles of kind of like like yeah, like you said like the indie horror scene uh so i feel like i've heard his name a lot on podcasts and stuff so i was like uh it definitely kind of stick out to me like oh yeah this is uh, something mm. to check out so this is actually a, a modern take on frankenstein uh is what this is so uh obviously we'll, we'll we'll get into it we're recording this during the christmas season but this is a january episode so you know ignore the tree right i'm not being lazy i've, I've still got it up well i don't think i do anyway <laughs> i mean <laughs> maybe i do still have it up. maybe i've been lazy and i've not taken it down yet but or you can just take the lights off and then <laughs> yeah what, you, you just have a tree. <laughs> you don't think people will notice there's a tree behind me just because the lights are off? <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, it's it's not a Christmas tree, though, if you take, like, the lights and the decorations and stuff off. It's just a tree. Then... Okay, I just have yeah. a tree in the background. <laughs> just yeah. All year uh-huh. round. <laughs> um, so, yes, we'll start spoiler-free, of course, uh, as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we get into spoilers, uh, but we'll get into the movie Depraved. Um so yeah the, the movie it's about obviously a frankenstein style story where you have uh the frankenstein's creation uh who goes mm-hmm. by the name adam uh, that's mm-hmm. what he's named uh, obviously kind of after adam and eve and mm-hmm. we have henry who's the scientist he's not called frankenstein in fact um something that i was i was uh, thinking about early on in the movie that's confirmed later on is that uh, frankenstein does exist in this world as a as a piece of fiction like they, they reference it later uh mm-hmm. in the film so um, but it's about this 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 person and him kind of having the 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 memories of the brain they took. You know, the, the, you know the person mm-hmm. whose brains in this body is kind of remembering things here or there. And mm-hmm. It kind of falls like it's, it, the beats of what Frankenstein kind of is, and, and but just in the sort of the lens of like a modern like you know brooklyn yeah. slash new york setting it, it kind of reminds me of like you know how like Gotham by Gaslight is basically just let's do Batman, but in like you know that era do, like do victorian it. yeah times. Do victorian yeah. times this feels to me the opposite so let's just do frankenstein on a sort of <laughs> low budget gritty uh new york setting kind of thing yeah. like that, that's what it feels like to me and yeah. that's kind of the, the gist of it so i will ask the question timothy yeah. <laughs> did you enjoy depraved uh i would say yeah uh i think it's okay um i don't think it's amazing uh i think a big problem with it is it's way too long (laughs) and 
uh you it's, know it's I, almost two hours long uh yeah, yeah. and like and uh, i don't know i feel like i always have qualifiers but like i i watched this like i probably should have watched it earlier but you know i watched it like last night after a very very long day of like moving uh stuff around for the house so yeah there, there was a great pause there tim they just said like you were saying a long day of moving end of sentence yeah <laughs> tim was moving around all day he was really tired. I'm still <laughs> tired. It's uh, it's tough, but yeah. You know, so you know, it's always like a little harder, you know, uh, to you know when you watch something like a little bit longer, and you know when you're tired and everything. So, um, so you know, I'll put that little caveat on there. But um, I you know I thought it was like directed well. I like some of the you know kind of like choices, like the way they kind of you know do like the brain and memory stuff. I thought you know it it, it has like a low budget indie feel to it, but I I like that feel. You know, yeah, it's it's got like a it definitely. I mean, I don't know if it's actually shot in film, but they definitely wanted to emulate it being shot in film because it yeah. has that grittiness to it, um, and it feels like it's a nice little art house sort of movie. I, I actually quite yeah. liked it. I mean, it's not perfect. I agree that it is too long, but um, I think I liked enough of what it was doing, and I because I, yeah. I think what it does, the most interesting thing it does is that it makes you. I mean, there's, I mean, I think Frankenstein, all good versions of Frankenstein always make you feel sympathy for the, the creation, for the monster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this goes further than most, though, to really making you feel sorry for... Uh, and it really focuses on the idea of the brain of the... Because the brain of the person that, that was put in it is kind of a big part of the focal point of, like, okay, yeah. that's kind of the person who he is, even though he can't remember everything. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, like... I, I think the emotional side of it, I think that's handled really well. I think it's set up really well at the start of the movie as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's a sadness to it. And the whole thing's a tragedy. It really is. Um, and kind of how awful people are and how everything bad that he does kind of comes from the people uh, that are around him and what they teach him. And yeah. so, it's, it's, you know, it's, I think it's a really solid little take on Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I would say I quite liked it. I mean, I agree it's too long. I agree that the middle could have been you know, cut up a bit and like it, condensed. Yeah, like, uh, I feel like all, all the stuff of him kind of like, you know, uh, teaching him and trying to learn like all the basic stuff. Like that was interesting, but it feels like it could have been like cut down a bit. Um, it goes on for a but, while. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think like, what, what, once we get to the point where he goes out on his own at one point, like from there on it, mm-hmm. you have to keep all that stuff, but there's definitely a oh, section definitely, where definitely. you could have trimmed it down a bit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but no, it's like, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's tough. Like I don't feel like if I, I like I have like you know a super ton to say about it other than like no, it is like it's it's you know pretty solid. Like you know it's a good watch. And you know especially if you know if you're someone who you know likes Frankenstein, which I uh, you know <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I say this every time we do a, a Frankenstein take, but uh, I still haven't read it. Uh, I have it <laughs> downloaded on my Kindle. Uh, I'll get to it someday. There's, you know, I, got, I still got like 50 more Stephen King books to read. Uh, as my cat's jumping on my desk. Hey, buddy, I don't think there's <laughs> enough room here for you, but all right. Um, the... <laughs> all right. That's how it's going to be. Okay. Yep, that's how it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> um, you know the office here has a cat door too, so I have the door closed, but they can like come in and out <laughs> if they want. Yes, yeah, a cat flap, as it's called. Cat flap. <laughs> um, are you drinking my water? <laughs> oh, <no>. Okay. <laughs> she has her own water, but um, no, but like, yeah, like uh, I yeah, you know, I do want to get around to reading Frankenstein at some point. Uh, I you know, I have read a ton of <laughs> Frankenstein comics, so. Uh, I at least have that. Um, 
see, I read uh, Marvel's, uh, you know, the was it the monster of Frankenstein? Uh, I've read, uh, you know, Frankenstein agent of shade at DC. I've read, these uh, don't count. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, I love Frankenstein though. Uh, doc Frankenstein by the Wachowski siblings. That's a good comic that probably not, uh, as many people have read it as they should. Um, the black hammer, uh, many. Oh yeah. Sherlock, uh, Frankenstein. Yeah. Was it Sherlock Frankenstein. I used to yeah. like what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Oh, Frankenstein's good, uh, and uh, but I like the. I, I feel like we don't get a lot of like good movie versions. Like, I, you know, because whenever they do it in a movie, it's always something like, you know, like what's that last one? Like I Frankenstein, <laughs> or like. Well, there was a couple. There was I Frankenstein, which that was the one that Max Landis wrote, right? That had like Daniel Radcliffe in it, if I remember oh, that right. That was Victor Frankenstein. Oh, that was Victor Frankenstein, but there was yeah. also I Frankenstein. Wasn't the, was I Frankenstein the one where it was like an action movie and it was like Aaron Eckert? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. I never saw either of these movies, but they both looked terrible. But yeah, they were both very bad. I can <laughs> confirm. <laughs> I feel like they always want to like kind of make Frankenstein like an action hero or something i don't know maybe it's a little bit of the mummy kind of thing we're like oh we have this universal monster but let's mm. make him like because i i think like the other thing before that i think of not necessarily a frankenstein movie but like van helsing which was you know atrocious uh but had like you mm-hmm. know that frankenstein component to to it as well but no it's like uh, i think what a lot of movies miss is that um oh there's another one called like frankenstein's army which i, I don't remember if i saw but i think also i remember the title actiony yeah i remember the title yeah. I, don't, I never saw it though there's a lot of bad looking frankenstein yeah. movies that came out and i just go i don't want to see those because it looks shit yeah. but i think uh you know honestly i think it goes for like all the universal monsters really like people always want to make like action movies out of them instead of like like no just focus on like small uh you know emotional horror like that's what really they all come down to well, it's because and, yeah. the, it's because the mummy happened and that was actually good and it was an indiana jones yeah. sort of like inspired movie and all because that made money every attempt since then has been like let's make them bigger and bigger and bigger so yeah. invisible man is the first time really i feel like you know the main universal kind of like is back to yeah that. whereas this isn't universal We're- this is just someone doing a frankenstein take yeah. uh, you know what's funny though is this would actually uh i mean Obviously, we haven't seen the Invisible Man yet, uh, but like judging from what it's well, going we never will, Tim. It's the Invisible Man. You don't see the Invisible Man. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, but the the movie though uh, that's coming out, uh, like going by what it's looking to do on the trailer, it actually seems like it'd be a good companion piece to this. Like mm. you know, they're both like you know modern takes. Uh, you know, that seem to be focusing more on like the emotional beats, uh, which you know I think you brought up like. Yeah, that, that's what's good about this is it's like it's more emotional. It's um, you know, the, the they get into the horror elements at the end, but you know, by then they kind of built up the characters and, and so much they actually does feel like it has weight and everything. Oh yeah, it's, it's got a slow build and there's like one sort of horror element at the start, but then it is a slow build until we get oh, yeah. to the you know the actual the horror stuff. Um, but it has a nice creepy feeling to it when it does get to that stuff, and I actually really like some of the the visuals towards the end. Uh, there's like a lightning oh, yeah. storm. Uh, that's happening oh, during, yeah, yeah. during like, the, the climactic stuff and i actually think the the choices made during that look they actually do look kind of cheap but they look cheap in a really kind of like endearing way where i'm like yeah this is kind of cool like yeah I, the choices that have been made here yeah i think that's a good way to to put it like uh like i said it kind of has like an indie feel to it which you know sometimes can be bad but i i think you know uh it when it's done well like this like even if something does feel cheap it feels like oh like 
it, it, it's like in a cool way where you know it kind of like is like oh it's cool that this has like some personality or you know something uh as opposed to just you know being kind of bland or generic or something yeah i, I think this does a really good job of making it feel like it has something to say it has a voice and you, you deal with the idea there's, there's a couple of different themes that are at play here there's the theme of parenthood uh, which obviously lines up with the the uh the, the scientist who's sort of raising him as, as it were and you know is he or isn't he a good parent and he's also got ptsd because he was in the war he was in afghanistan and he was like a, a medic an army medic and that's how he gets the idea to put body parts together because he, <laughs> he saw people losing limbs and shit and he wants to try and bring people back so his motivations are actually kind of interesting and again it's, it's, again it's the idea of like putting in the real world like present day context of okay what, what motivates him to want to do this and all these different things um so and, uh, and one thing too like i, I want to mention is like i like that you know um it wasn't like too like obvious with like the stuff they were that they were doing like when um when he was trying to think of a name for him i was like worried that he was going to be like i'm going to call you frank you know or something. <laughs> like, I, like i was worried there's gonna be like two on the nose stuff uh but yeah i feel like luckily they you know they didn't really go that route um mm. like the I, I think like w- like one of the the women in it is named uh shelly <laughs> i i believe but like yeah. uh so i mean I, that like you know seemed like a little bit of a, a wink and a nod uh you know but like but also it's not like yeah people are named shelly <laughs> in the real world it's not like you know uh unfeasible or anything but uh, yeah, I, I like that there was like some restraint and stuff there no i agree i agree i also i really like the performances particularly the, the guy playing the creation you know playing adam yeah. uh, I, I think <laughs> he he had a lot of good body you know body acting like there was a lot of like when he's walking around for the first time like it almost had me convinced that one leg was like shorter than the other one because of the <laughs> way he was walking it felt like it was different body parts uh, which was which is really impressive. Uh, Chloe Levine pops up in this, uh, who has been popping up all over the place in the last few years. Uh, I, she I, from the Ranger, that one. Yeah, she's in the Ranger, and I just saw her in a movie that I really really like called The Transfiguration uh, in October. That's one that we will definitely have to do at some point in the show because it was a really good movie. Um, is that the is that the vampire one? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a teenager who thinks he's a vampire. Okay, uh, I, I've. I've actually haven't seen it yet i've heard about it but i i that's one of those ones that kind of just slipped me by but i do want to see um because i was intentionally trying to catch up on some interesting stuff Mm -hmm. that i'd missed from the decade so to help with my best of decade list which by the time Mm -hmm. this goes out you will have seen um and that was one that i caught with and really really uh, (laughs) was impressed by it and she was in that as well so clearly veen's been popping up in a, a lot of things uh uh, she was on uh, the OA. She was on an episode mm. of I think Jessica Jones. She was on an episode of something else. Okay. Like I feel like I just started seeing her pop up all over the place, and she's in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a lot of good performances. I like that uh, the relationship that uh, Adam's character, or sort of pre-Adam, you know, because he's someone else mm-hmm. before that, of course. Uh, like yeah. his relationship at the start of the movie set up really, really well. Like I, they felt like a real, real couple, and it felt you know it felt flawed, oh, totally. but it felt yeah. very real. So you were very sympathetic when you know stuff happens, yeah. and it, I, I was really impressed by that. And it sort of like yeah, it feels like an indie drama before it feels like a horror movie. But then when the horror hits, yeah. it hits harder because it felt like a real you know pair of people. 
Um, and it had me kind of rooting for uh, the monster. <laughs> it, it actually makes it more tragic when the monster maybe does something later on that is bad. And you're like, uh huh. But so you so you really blame the people who made him, the people who have done this to him. That not only have they taken his life from them, but they've, they've also set him down this path where he he's going to end up hating himself if he ever like you know completely regains his his mind and like what's yeah. going on and sort of stuff. So. Um, I don't know. Um, I I think this is actually I would say this is a good movie with a couple of ish, uh, length issues and pacing problems, but yeah. Um, ultimately, I kind of really like what it's doing with the the mythos. Um, so yeah, yeah, totally. No, it was a it was a, like a nice little surprise because I I'd heard a couple of people, you know, like on podcasts and stuff talking about it, but still wasn't like you know um like i still wasn't sold on it like yeah i wasn't like oh man i heard this is the best thing ever but like uh yeah watching it, i was like oh yeah this is pretty cool uh, you know i do i do think uh i do want to watch it uh, again at some point when when i'm like a little less tired and stuff but it's um yeah like you said it's not perfect but yeah it is like a surprising yeah nice little uh nice little find yeah uh so i think we'll, we'll give the spoiler warning uh, great spoilers but before we start the spoiler section I will thank our Patreon producers for the month um, that said though we're recording this in advance so this may be slightly out of date by the time it comes up but uh, thanks to our producers of David Short Alison M. Fordyce Cindy Palacios and Tyler Hess uh, also double thanks to Tyler Hess because he also sponsors Screams After Midnight with one of his t- uh, tier options as well so uh, thanks to them producers are $20 patrons and up but you can support us for as little as $1 per month uh, over at patreon.com slash TV and doing that will get you an exclusive bonus episode every month there's a whole back catalogue now of about 12 or 13 episodes uh, that you can get access to for one dollar uh, and there's other stuff for other shows and then there's voting rates at the five dollar tier and so on and so on so go and have a look and see if you want to help keep the show coming keep all the content we do uh, alive and maybe even hit our goal where we'll do a live stream every month uh, so mm-hmm. go and have a look and see if you're interested so anyway so full spoilers for uh for for depraved uh, i actually like i love the opening of this movie it opens mm-hmm. with um uh basically this kind of like kind of an almost fight between yeah. uh, Alex who's like the, the character who kind of becomes Adam it's his brain that goes in the, the, mm-hmm. the, the monster and uh, uh, Lucy who's uh, Chloe Levine's character and it starts with them it's like it's a nice, nice shot like going from the dinner table like to the, the bedroom where they're having sex but then afterwards mm-hmm. there's he's kind of getting dressed and she, she mentions how he'd be a good dad right and this kind of mm-hmm. brings in the, the theme of like parenthood and she says, oh, you're, you're really sweet because she's talking about how he, he's, he always visits his nana and how he's kind of a sweet mm-hmm. guy and yada, yada. And he gets very kind of defensive. He's like, oh, this is weird. We're just moving in together. We're, we're really talking about having kids. You know, we're barely out of college. Like, you know, we're 23. Like, this is a silly thing. We're talking about this. And they have this kind of fight that kind of also sort of like quietens down again. And she gives him his birthday present, which is this sort of necklace. And... Mm-hmm. It feels like they have. It feels like a real relationship. It feels like they have a sort of genuine kind of fight, but they kind of yeah. make up. And as he's, he says he's going to walk home, she doesn't want him to leave, but he's going to go home. But as he's like walking home, he's texting her to say, "Hey, I love the necklace and I love you too." And it, it feels very real. Like he's like, you know what? I should have maybe I should have been nicer, or maybe I should have you know handled that better, or whatever. And it feels yeah. very real. And during this moment, so I like how real the relationship feels. The performances from both of them are really good. Mm-hmm. Um. But what I love is that, like, you hear footsteps, like, sort of coming up towards him really quickly, and he gets stabbed and killed. Like, very, it's mm-hmm. like, like, seconds after, like, him starting this text, he's he's murdered. And, yeah. like, that obviously sets up the, the movie, and obviously after that, we have a different actor playing Adam, because it's, you know, it's not this guy's face, it's not this guy's head, it's just his brain uh, mm-hmm. that's going into this, this body. 
um, and we have uh, again a really well shot scene of like him waking up and kind of looking in the mirror and being confused and kind of his body language is very specific and very interesting. Um, yeah. So. No, like yeah, like I, I agree with all that. Like the yeah, especially the, the opening. It's um, yeah, it, it's really well done. Because uh, like you said, it feels like it's like almost like a little indie drama or something, and it's kind of like. You, you know you're watching a horror movie, so you kind of like, all right, where's this going? How's this going <laughs> to you know, lead into stuff? But yeah, I did like how uh, authentic it felt. Like, you know, it, was, it wasn't like over the top. It was just kind of like, you know, like you say a little offhanded thing and then someone's a little too defensive about it. And then that makes the other person defensive. And then it kind of gets into like, well, what are we doing here? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so I like that cool. And then, uh, yeah, it goes yeah, straight into the, the murder, which uh, – you know, again, I, I like the way everything's kind of like shot and like, you know, it's very fast paced. And then um, and, and I think it really goes right into like, I don't think you, you've gotten the titles or the credits up until that point. Like, I think it's that's after the, kind of like a cold open. Yeah, it's after yeah. the murder. It, it comes up saying so and so present after this as if this was the older yeah. cold open, um, which I really liked. And I, I think um, before he wakes up, there's like a little sort of like this is the first time I think we see like the brain effects on the screen where you see like the yeah. sort of the synapses kind of firing. And he, he's like thinking of, of Lucy and the piano music plays. And it's like every time the piano music comes in to show that he's kind of thinking about her, like it always kind of hits a little bit. It's kind of like, oh. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's like one of the big things I like uh, about it that kind of made it stand out that you haven't really, or at least I, you know, I haven't seen in, in mm-hmm. um, you know, a take like this before. It's just these little effects of, yeah, you're kind of seeing what you feel like are like these brain patterns every so often. And, and I like when he gets like these little like, you know, clips of memories or something kind of, you know, flashing through his mind. Uh, like that stuff is like really cool. I think it gives it some personality. Yeah. And there's obviously the dark, the dark uh, cruelty of this where to sort of try and create a way of like bringing back life, you're actually stealing it from someone else. And immediately yeah. when, when Henry, who's like the main scientist who's kind of like training him and like raising him and being the father figure, like you immediately kind of like feel like oh you, well you murdered this guy so we we don't feel anything for you. Um, obviously, as the movie goes on later, it reveals that he didn't even know that this murder happened. I mean, he, he kind of like turned a blind eye to some suspicious stuff, but he wasn't actually like in on killing someone. Uh, this was all the the partner, the 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 Igor, as he kind of jokingly calls yeah. himself later. He's like the very like sleazy guy, and then that that's like where like you you're talking before about you know kind of like you know corruption and stuff of this monster, and like that's where. Yeah, he kind of comes in, but yo, know, uh, that guy though, he 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 does a very good job of like being, you know, like yeah, like a very sleazy, uh, you know, slimy kind of dude. Yeah, to the point where he, he takes Adam out uh, to an art gallery yeah. and is talking about all these like vicious things, and he's saying because yes, this is where the title of the movie sort of comes up. He says like human beings are depraved because we all do this yeah. over and over again, all this fighting. Um, but he also takes him to a strip club and actually fuels him up at one point just to check if he's got an erection when he's when he's looking mm-hmm. at the ladies to like oh it works like you know kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a, he's a slimy sleazeball. Um, and yeah, and there's there's actually points where you know we're talking about how they're, they're parenting and all that and mm-hmm. how how Henry raising Adam like he's even got kids toys to try and like develop his brain and it feels like he's but he's getting very frustrated and you can see him getting his, his temper comes out when he, Adam's not getting something or he's teaching Adam how to play ping pong and Adam actually wins a round and it makes him angry like Henry throws down his, his bat and he's like 
uh, his paddle yeah. and he's like oh for f's sake and he's like he has to like, apologize but you can kind of see he's got this temper but the other things that come up is that there's points where he starts arguing with uh the other guy the, the backer uh the, the slimy one uh whose name is uh, P- uh polidori is his name and like there's they're sort of debating like because it's when it's when polidori takes him out for the day and takes him to the strip club and that and he brings him back and they start they start arguing with each other about what they should be doing with adam in front of him and it actually felt like two parents fighting about what was best yeah. for their kid that's what it sounded yeah. <laughs> like so that theme is definitely there and like this idea of like um and obviously there's the dark the, the sort of sad part where because obviously at the start of the movie alex was told that he'd be a good parent uh, and yeah. now he's he's like the the the, the weird child yeah. in this relationship if you want to call it that I, I wonder if it's trying to say something too of like you know uh that fight at the beginning like you know he has his like girlfriend or whatever or uh you know he's trying to kind of say like you know they're talking about like hey we just graduated college and like talking about kids like you know maybe we're starting to become grown-ups and he's like a little hesitant at first and then <laughs> to the point where yeah he does kind of you know revert to being a child like when he you know becomes this creature oh right yeah i don't know about that <laughs> i mean maybe <laughs> um I, I i would maybe think it's it's doing more of a thing where like part of the reason why he would be a good dad if you know if, if we take mm-hmm. lucy at her word part of the reason why he would be good at it is because he takes it strongly enough that he doesn't want to just jump into it willy-nilly like you know the it's scary to him because he understands the the, the weight of it it's scary to him because he understands what a commitment that is and what a, what a responsibility yeah. is whereas these guys especially uh polidori are just like oh, no, no, we don't even they don't even think about that if at one point henry like sits down with him and says oh i realize i've not really been thinking about how you're actually mentally developing you know I'm, I'm, i want to try and make you smart but like i'm not really thinking about how anything's making you feel uh, yeah. kind of thing and henry's girlfriend uh, liz is uh like a psychologist or whatever and she comes over and it's what's, what's so weird is that they're kind of open about this to their wives and their girlfriends about like what they're doing so clearly the fact that polidori turns out to have killed someone is, is obviously a secret <laughs> but everything else that they're doing is actually kind of out in the open it's not like this yeah. hidden thing um and they want to make money off this they want to like sell the drugs they're using to do this to people mm-hmm. to you know make a fortune and stuff um but obviously the the theme of like him like seeing henry with liz and he, he keeps seeing uh, lucy like uh, flashes of lucy in his head it becomes that he wants a woman he wants a companion mm-hmm. and obviously this ties into obviously the idea of bride of frankenstein and him wanting his, yeah. his bride so that's like a nice play on that mm-hmm. uh, even when he goes he goes after a woman uh at first it like it kind of plays into bride of frankenstein but it also plays into you know that that classic moment of him killing the girl uh, that girl yeah yeah so it kind of mixes those two mm-hmm. things together a little bit uh in terms of how it plays out in the movie but like and and, that, and i like too like how they kind of like uh set like they bring back like kind of the you know some of the stuff like they set up when he's learning like um yeah when he's playing ping pong and stuff and then when he's trying to get that girl to come back uh you know to his house and <clears throat> you know <clears throat> he keeps saying like oh no come on we gotta play ping pong we gotta play ping pong and like yeah i, I thought those are like nice little yeah i guess uh like references or callbacks or whatever to the stuff that he's learned and I, yeah i guess the big one uh you know that, that i thought was pretty cool was um one of the you know the, one of the first things he's learning is you know like about gravity and they say like gravity is your friend and then the way that planet 
you know comes back in the the end was pretty cool yeah and even that moment when he's teaching about gravity he does it with a ball and one of the few things we see alex do before he's killed is that he's mm-hmm. playing with this ball in the street and he's kind of like you know doing all these little fancy tricks with it um oh, yeah. and it's it's actually the first time he speaks and the first time he does anything smart uh if you will is when he's given this ball it's almost like he's he's a uh, memory like his like you know unconscious memory kicks in yeah. and he knows what to do with the ball because he starts bouncing mm-hmm. it you know quite reliably so uh so that's that's a neat little touch um and because there's a moment where liz like when she realizes this guy exists and he's awake and she's trying she she tries to kind of be more understanding of him she tries to talk to him there's kind of a weird moment because paladori is like taking him to a strip club and also kind of like felt him in a weird way um like liz comes in and says like how do you feel meaning you know how do you feel you know how we would say it like how do you feel you know i feel yeah. sad or happy or whatever uh and he just like touches her boob like that's the, he just, <laughs> that, that's yeah. as if he's like this is how i feel <laughs> like i feel by doing yeah. this um and like it's not like the scene itself isn't actually that creepy because she's very understanding that he just he doesn't understand yeah. like he's just he's, he's he's you know he's, he's completely kind of innocent in like anything he's doing right now it's kind of scary it's, it's kind of that idea of like if you took a one-year-old but gave them the, the the power and the body of a fully grown man, like how kind of dangerous that could be in a weird way. And in the back of your head, yeah. because mm-hmm. you know where Frankenstein goes, the original story, because you expect it to go more horror, you're kind of mm-hmm. worried. And I got really scared because obviously, eventually he finds footage of like like him being built, himself being built, you know, on the operating mm-hmm. table and like the legs and the arms going together and stuff mm-hmm. and he gets mad and like sort of storms out and that you know uh henry and polidori keep fight about this and they kind of storm mm-hmm. off but he's out in the open himself and he ends up at a bar and he walks in and he ends up talking to this shelly character this this woman and mm-hmm. you know it's, it's going well enough she's being nice to him and she's kind of like fascinated because it looks kind of weird and she's asking him all mm-hmm. these questions and he's kind of good at the puzzles she's doing because this bar has like puzzles lying around and mm-hmm. like but and i think the entire time you're sitting there kind of worried like oh god like yeah <laughs> you're, you're kind of worried that he's not going to understand like even just a simple concept of say consent for example i like mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. going to be something he, he just doesn't understand yet and you're kind of scared that eventually he's going to do something really terrifying uh because he's not been taught right from wrong he's not been taught what what you know what he should be yeah. doing um and i think that's you know kind of where the parenting team again comes in it's this idea of like if, if you te- if you teach a child right from wrong they should grow up to be healthy you know thinking beings right sure. um, I, I always bring this up when we talk about ai and killer robots like if, if you if you if you if you create a life form like an ai if it's learning then you still have to t- teach it right from wrong and maybe that's the mistake mm-hmm. that most uh you know scientists or you know computer builders yeah. or whatever <laughs> in these movies don't do uh, anyway so they have some chemistry and she kind of says you can walk me home because you know i've had some drinks and whatever and um but he doesn't want to let her go so he kind of grabs her and accidentally kills her he accidentally kills her by holding her too tight and and henry finds him and henry and liz basically try and kill him they inject him with something because this is clearly getting too dangerous and they take both him uh, both adam and this woman uh, shelly out to where polidori lives 
uh, about a mile from his house and bury them in, in the ground and then go to the house where we see that Polidori's like, in-laws are over and they leave pretty soon. You, you get a sense that Polidori's, a lot of what he does is because he's trying to live up to all these high expectations of, of like his in-laws and he's like trying to grovel to his father-in-law and that because his father-in-law owns, owns the company that he works for and all that stuff. Uh, and this is where the movie really kind of goes into the horror stuff at the end is this last like 15-20 minutes uh, at the house because of course uh like polidori wants to try again and you know get get another you know specimen in and go and like henry doesn't want to um and they're convinced to spend the night because there's a storm coming but it's during this storm we get all this fantastic imagery of uh adam you know waking up we see the hand coming out the grave very classic and we see him walking yeah. past the house and there's lightning in the background and again it just has this charm to it it looks really cool um but this is the thing, at this point in the movie, you still feel sympathy for him, but he did kill someone. So at this point, it's like, sure, you yeah. know, there's this murkiness to it, but you kind of feel like it's their fault because they created mm-hmm. him and they, they put him in this place where he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand his own strength. Um, it's kind of the beauty of Frankenstein as a story, right? Um, yeah. Uh, but you you have... Uh, probably my one kind of complaint, maybe, about the, the ending, uh, this, this last section, is that Henry, mm-hmm. when he's fallen asleep, he does have this sort of nightmare that... Uh, Adam like sort of rapes Liz and then he mm. goes to like sort of find her in whatever the room she's in and like Adam's already there with Liz like in his arms and like it's debatable if like what he dreamt actually happened exactly but mm-hmm. I-, I felt it was weird that he dreamt it and then it literally like it already happened like a minute later like I, I got the fear That's of true, it yeah. because obviously in Frankenstein the story the original because yeah, I actually have read the book believe it or not it's not often <laughs> that, that happens but I have read the book um you know, part of it is the fear of the monster coming for the people he loves, right? That's a big part of the fear in the second half of the book. Yeah. And I liked it that we're trying to work that in, but it felt kind of weird to me that he had that dream and then immediately, like, it already kind of happened. Uh, mm-hmm. But And of course, he snaps Lizzie's neck. Like, And I think this is the part where you feel really conflicted about how you feel because Liz did seem to care about him and Liz was trying her best to help him every time she was interacting with him. Yeah. And you kind of like, oh, you've crossed the point of no return now. But again, it's still not really your fault. Like, you don't really understand. Um, of course, yeah. Uh, and you're kind of, like, going to these natural impulses, which you've been, we've been told earlier in the film is to be depraved, is to fight with each other, is to be horrific to each other. Um, and it's kind of sad. It's, it's, so, but, you know, uh, the bad guy, you know, Polidori, like, he actually shoots his wife when his wife, like, says she's going to, like, uh, call the police because because once, once she sees that Liz is dead uh, and he's holding a gun at this point because he heard a noise and he just shoots her right there and then and mm-hmm. he becomes the proper villain of the whole story um, mm. and I do like that when when Henry's dead because Henry gets shot as well by by Polidori uh, you know Adam holds him and Polidori even though obviously he's he's obviously distraught that Liz is dead uh, oh, sorry, uh, so even like, Henry sorry is distraught that Liz is dead Henry does like kind of like try to kind of like comfort Adam as he's dying uh, I think he understands that it's not his fault that he is this way that he has to accept the responsibility for what what he created and um yeah. I mean I'll, yeah I think you see that like all the time with parents and stuff like you know uh you know if you, if you ever watch like you know some like crime documentary or something like even like the most heinous people like a lot of time you know parents will still be like yeah yeah i know he did bad shit but like you know he's my my kid i can't help uh you know love him so that's um yeah it's a a nice little little bit of a emotion there and 
yeah, it it is really a really interesting ending. Uh, yeah, like you're saying, like with everything going on, it does get like a little murky, like as opposed to like, yeah, like like how should I feel here? Like you know, it's uh, you know, uh, like obviously the like the really the only person that you want to see get what's coming to him is uh, you know, Palidori, you know, because he yeah. Like you said, yeah, he's basically like you know the villain of the movie. Yeah, and, once uh, you get to this point where Henry's dead, and it's it's literally just Adam and Palidori, and Palidori like is standing there saying, "Hey, I can look after you," and he's trying to like plead with him and stuff, and he shoots because he, he he not only shoots uh, Adam a couple of times, he also shoots him with a crossbow a couple because he's got like a collection of like <laughs> weapons and a case, and he pulls out a crossbow and shoots him a couple of times with it. Um, but I loved how all this looked. I loved how this was shot, like him like walking slowly yeah. towards him, the lightning going off, and there was just a nice kind of weird stilted like uh, tempo to it that I really liked. Um, <laughs> Uh, so that was really cool. Um, but he, he's chasing him, and it kind of intercuts at this point because he's chasing him outside, and the, the police are chasing him in the morning. And we see that he does actually throw. He, he, he says the things he said earlier that you know you you trust in gravity. Yeah. <laughs> and he throws him over the, the edge of a, of a bridge, uh, and kills Polidori. Um, and the, mo- the the actual movie's ending is really sweet because it's because uh, we actually see at one point during the film that uh, Lucy. Uh, who works at uh she's, she's she works in the library of the, the art gallery or something like that or the museum mm-hmm. wherever it is and during the film when polidori took adam out for like a day in the city he actually took him to here knowing that because uh, at this point we don't know that he killed him obviously right uh, even though you may suspect it uh, and it's, it, it plays like a bit of a weird coincidence but it's quite clear from later on that he knew exactly who he was and this was his girlfriend yeah. And it's almost like he wanted to see what the reaction would be by having him, like, you know, meet her. And at the end of the film, she's there and she comes back from, like, a break or whatever and her co-worker's like, hey, some guy, some weird-looking guy came in and left you this. And it's an envelope. And the necklace that she gave him is inside. Mm-hmm. And she gets, like, really, like, well, he was here and she, like... And I really... This is where I think the movie really succeeds is because when she runs out try to find, like, this boyfriend who, from her perspective, just disappeared. You know, just went missing. Yeah one night like she's like panically looking around the crowd like trying to see him and she's never going to recognize him because he doesn't look him anymore right and yeah adam sees her looking around and just sort of has to walk away and it's almost like he's trying to give her closure um mm-hmm. and let her let her know that he's in some form kind of okay even though he's really not um yeah and i felt really sad here because like even though i kind of want her to know like what's happened at the same time i'm like that may almost be more heartbreaking than (laughs) you know like i was putting this body and i've killed like several people like you know like they can never have what they had before because he's not really him anymore like you know he's changed too much you know even if he does remember everything and one of my subtlest little things that i love here because he walks up the last shot of the movie is he walks off into the park and the camera kind of tilts up and looks up at the sort of the because it's like it's like you know fall winter time and Mm -hmm. it's all the empty trees it's just the branches of the trees with no leaves Mm -hmm. and it looks up at the sky through these all these tree branches and it actually kind of looks like the brain uh like Mm -hmm. neurons and the 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 synapses it actually looks like that uh in a natural sense though and I don't know. Like, I just I liked that little touch, like, but it was it was like it was like instead of the visual effect we've been seeing, sort of like coming at the screen all movie, it was like a natural version of it, just in nature, and it was almost like, yes, this is a healthy version of, of it, yeah. kind of thing. I don't know. Um, it's cool. Like you can tell, like there's like a lot of thought put into like, you know, just like little touches like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, the, like it's funny. Yeah, the ending is like kind of surprisingly sweet <laughs> and uh and yeah like a little melancholy and then uh yeah right before that too i like just the 
you know, the way he kind of uh, confronts, um, you know, Palidori and stuff. Like, uh, again, I really like the like the directing in this. Like, there's like you know a lot of like quick, fast cuts, and then, um, you know, like flashbacks and stuff as it's doing it. it just makes it feel like very, um, yeah, you know, like interesting. Uh, you know, the way it's presented uh, as opposed to, you know, like yeah, if you just saw him <laughs> just like you know beating him up or something. Uh, yeah, it's handled very well. <laughs> it also force feeds him the pills that he was like that Adam was taking oh, earlier right. on the movie. There's, there's yeah. a kind of a th- added little theme here as well of like uh, Henry tries to control Adam with a lot of medication, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a running theme as well. Uh, that maybe ties into the parenting and the idea of control rather than you know you know rather than nurturing the life. It's more more of control from their perspective, um, yeah. and. Yeah, I think the movie actually is sort of like played into a lot of like nice little themes about humanity and about how we try and yeah. like fight and control each other, and um, uh, and it's it makes the whole thing just this tragedy that this person who might have actually been good at this and might have actually, mm-hmm. you know, passed on to a new life like the right lessons and taught them yeah. how to do the right thing is 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 his life is completely taken from him and um, it's really sad because you feel like he doesn't deserve it, like he doesn't he's not deserved any of this. You know, from what we've okay. seen of him, and it, yeah. it, it adds this bittersweet tone to the whole movie. Uh, so, yeah. uh, I really like that. I, I like that element of it. Like I say, like the the middle of the movie does really slow down. You know, mm-hmm. uh, after the intro of him waking up and stuff, um, there's a portion of him learning stuff and meeting mm-hmm. uh, Polidori for the first time. Where maybe just all that stuff could have been truncated a little bit because the movie yeah. is just nigh at two hours, and it probably could have been cut down maybe by 10, 15 minutes just to speed up that middle chunk and yeah like uh, it's not like it needs to be like 90 minutes or anything but mm-hmm. yeah like maybe like 10 15 minutes um yeah could have might just help like with the pacing a, a little bit but uh yeah no like otherwise again like i was you know, pretty surprised like oh hey this is like a you know pretty solid movie that i you know hadn't really been hearing too much about other than like you know a few people on podcasts and stuff that's like oh no this is actually like pretty good yeah no it's, uh, i think it's really good um I, I think I would recommend it as an interesting little indie feature, but also just because mm. the horror stuff is good when it gets going. And obviously there's a kind of a th- feeling of horror throughout, just in the sense of the morbid sort of nature of what's happening. Yeah. Um, but ultimately it's actually kind of the human drama behind it that makes it all kind of click together and work mm. and makes you kind of really care. So uh, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's depraved. Yeah. Uh- and and like you said, the uh, Larry Fa- uh, Fassenden, uh, yes, he he, um, yeah, like it, like it seems like he pops up in a lot of stuff. Like like you said, like you know, he'll be like you know an actor, or an extra, or, or anything in these other kind of indie horror movies. But um, yeah, I definitely want to keep him on my radar, like you know, to see whatever the next you know thing he writes or directs is. Uh, you know, it seems like it'd be worth checking out, um, at least on a you know curiosity level. Yeah, he's, he pops up in a bunch of a bunch of things. Uh, you know, because it's sort of face you know. Um, he's, he's he's actually you know he's 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 not like ancient, but he's he's getting a bit older now. He's uh he's you know he's mm-hmm. close to sixty. Um, oh, okay. He's in his mid to late fifties, so mm-hmm. um, clearly he's been in the industry for a long time, and this is him kind of mm-hmm. you know getting in there. Um, he was in this apparently. He played Ratso. I don't know who Ratso was though. Um, Quite a very small part. Think yeah. Very small part. In terms of directing <laughs> though, um, he's done you know he did a segment in ABC's A Death to. He did. Okay. Uh, he made a movie called uh, Beneath in 2013. 
Mm. Yeah, a movie called okay. Wendigo in 2001. So he's been painted, must have been doing low budget movies for a long time. A lot of short films yeah. in here. Um, Interesting. So, mm. oh, very good. Um, beneath, for the record, from 2013, six high school seniors celebrating in the middle of a lake find themselves trapped on a rowboat due to a man eating fish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> Check that out. Yeah, we may have to do that at some point. That sounds, uh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so no, cool. Uh, and even Lissom is like, you know, he was, he was in Stakeland in a small role. He was a producer in House of the Devil. So you know, he, he's, oh, nice. he's, he's all over the place. This dude. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, all right, Tim, what are you rating? Yeah. Uh, depraved. <clears throat> I think I'm gonna give it a solid seven. Uh, that you know, there's a lot to like about it. Um, but it's not perfect. Uh, again, I think it's um, you know definitely one of the better takes you know on the frankenstein you know story that mm-hmm. i've seen at least in recent memory um and yeah there's like a lot of cool like you know like style and interesting things about it and and like you said yeah there's like actual you know like interesting drama and weight to it as opposed to yeah, it's being like a flashy horror movie which you know isn't always a bad thing but <laughs> some stuff over um but no, that yeah, there's um, uh, you know, just repeating myself at this point. But yeah, it, it you know, it's not perfect. There are things that could be better about it, but um, overall, though, still really solid. Still definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I uh, I think the the human drama is what makes it really work. But I also think it has a really cool visual style. Uh, I like how kind of intimate it feels, and uh, all all those weird little brain moments where you can see the sort of the the splotches of brain matter on the screen it's hard to describe the effect to be honest but it, it, like it, it it's kind of cool um it feels cheap but again in a really kind of endearing way which i think actually lends itself to kind of the 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 because this little science project is very kind of like a a thrown together let's do this on our own like outside the system kind of thing and the movie has that kind of feel as well so it kind of fits the the tone of the movie so um, I'm I'm actually going to go a little bit higher. I think I'm going to give this an eight. I I think oh, nice. um it really spoke to me the way it was doing it. And maybe with the exception of the original Frankenstein, it's probably my favorite version of Frankenstein now. Um, and it's yeah. No, there's been a lot of them. Admittedly, that I've you know I Hammers is pretty sure. decent from what I remember. I've, I've it's been I've only seen that once, but um, yeah. but I really liked it. And you know um, so yeah, depraved. There we go. Um. I, I recommend the d- depraved to people. Awesome. So uh yeah, that is uh that is us. Uh so you can let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. You can get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the show and everything we do here, we mentioned Patreon of course for financial support, but you can also support us in other ways. Uh you know, you can rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, more people will find us that way. Um and you can of course uh, make sure you uh, just, you know comment and ding the bell on youtube and all, all the usual things just you know uh share us on the twitter share us on facebook share us on whatever social media service you're using at this point in time in your life <laughs> your, your miserable little lives i mean uh your your you know lovely lives you're all other people yeah <laughs> uh so yeah that is us uh you can uh get us on twitter at screams midnight as well just i'll throw that out there uh our Twitter is uh, usually hip and happening and 
hopping and, <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, Tim's trying the to kids, push the his... The kids love it. Yeah, the kids love it. Tim's trying to always push his owl agenda, which is weird, because I thought it was... A, <laughs> you'd think he'd try to get me to listen to a goat podcast, but no, he's, he's, for some reason, it's all about owls right now. So... 2020, the year of the owl, as they say. I don't believe you. Uh, so, <laughs> thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching the scary movies, guys, and we will see you next mm. time.